Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today is the 93rd birthday of James Garner. When left to my own devices, my TV viewing style is very similar to what my grandfather's must have been in 1978, Rockford Files, Colombo, Quincy me. But seriously, have you seen the Rockford Files lately? I watched the episode guest starring Dionne Warwick and Isaac Hayes three days ago. Not only does it show parts of downtown Los Angeles that is completely unrecognizable today, but James Garner is brilliant. The world is a better place because James Garner was in it and still feels the loss that he has left. Name James Garner. Occupation, film actor, television actor. Birth date, April 7, 1928. Death date, July 19, 2014. Education, Hollywood High School, University of Oklahoma. Place of birth, Norman, Oklahoma. Place of death, Los Angeles, California. Originally, James Scott Bumgarner. Best known for, James Garner was an actor known for his lead roles in the TV shows Maverick, The Rockford Files and for films including The Notebook. Born James Scott Bumgarner on April 7, 1928 in Norman, Oklahoma, James Garner's early childhood in the Great Depression-era Dust Bowl was marked by hardships. He is the youngest of three sons. When he was only four years old, he lost his mother, Mildred Bumgarner, who was half Cherokee. His father, Weldon Warren Bill Bumgarner, eventually abandoned James and his brothers Charles and Jack, leaving them in the care of relatives. The Bumgarner boys reunited with their father after Bill remarried a few years later. But their home life was far from happy, as their new stepmother was physically and verbally abusive to her stepsons. She and Weldon Bumgarner eventually divorced. Remaining in Oklahoma when his father moved to Los Angeles, James Garner soon dropped out of school. At age 16, he lied about his age in order to join the Merchant Marine during the last year of World War II. After that, he decided to try living in California with his father, during which time he briefly attended Hollywood High School. But Garner didn't finish school there, either, abandoning his classes to take a job as a model for Janssen bathing suits. I made 25 bucks an hour. He remembered. That's why I quit school. I was making more money than the teachers. It didn't last long, though. In 1950, Garner became the first Oklahoman drafted into the United States Army during the Korean War. Two battlefield injuries and Purple Hearts later, Garner returned to the United States. Although he never finished high school, he did earn his GED. Finally, Garner stumbled into acting. Approached by a talent agent friend and lured by the prospect of a new job, Garner took a small role as a judge in a Broadway production of the Kane Mutiny Court Martial. Although Garner spent most of his time in the background, his participation gave him ample time to learn from the show's legendary lead actor, Henry Fonda. Through watching Fonda, and because he occasionally had the opportunity to read lines during rehearsals, Garner began internalizing what it took to be an actor. Thanks to that role, Warner Brothers offered him a film contract in 1956. Unlike many future stars, though, Garner always viewed acting as a way to make a living, instead of as a dream fulfilled. I'm a Spencer Tracy type actor, Garner said. His idea was to be on time, know your words, get your marks and tell the truth. Garner's lunch bucket approach worked well enough, 
The actor landed several supporting roles in films, including Sayonara, 1957, starring Marlon Brando. His big break was just around the bend. Meanwhile, Warner Brothers started billing him as Garner instead of Bumgarner, without ever asking for his permission. Garner's acting career really picked up when he was awarded the lead role in a Western television series called Maverick, in which he played the title character, Brett Maverick, from 1957-60. The fact that he was already under contract for a regular, and relatively low, fee may have had something to do with the studio's decision to cast him, at least, Garner seemed to think so. Westerns were big on American television in this period, and Maverick was initially conceived to be typical of the genre. Over time, though, the show found its niche by painting Garner's character as somewhat lazy and unwilling to be bothered, yet nonetheless essentially good-hearted and effective at catching the bad guys. Fans embraced the show's gentle mockery of Western conventions and Garner's likable, unconventional character. Just as he was getting his first taste of what it was like to play a lead role, Garner was also learning about a darker side of the entertainment business. His tenure on Maverick ended with a successful lawsuit against Warner Brothers during a writer's strike in 1960, the studio suspended Garner without pay, claiming that they had no scripts to work from, so they couldn't pay him. A judge sided with Garner, it turned out that the company had plenty of writers writing plenty of scripts during the period, so they had breached Garner's contract by suspending him without pay. Actually quite happy to be out of his low-paying contract with Warner Brothers, Garner moved on, appearing in such feature films as The Great Escape, 1963, The Americanization of Emily, 1964, and Grand Prix, 1966. It was only when he returned to television, though, that his career reached another high point. Garner attained small-screen fame once again as Jim Rockford, a private detective, in the series The Rockford Files, 1974-80. Much like Maverick, the series presented a subtle parody of its own genre headed by a likable anti-hero. Again, too, Garner's tenure on the series would end in a lawsuit. Strenuous production work had aggravated his old Korean War injuries and left him with several new ones, so Garner tried to leave the show. NBC wanted him to fulfill his contract, so he took parts on a couple of short-lived Maverick spin-offs, but those fizzled. Garner ended up suing NBC for cheating him out of his fair share of the profits from the Rockford Files. Garner won the suit, receiving an undisclosed sum from NBC. During the 1970s, Garner also became recognizable for the Polaroid ads he appeared in with Marriott Hartley. In the 1980s, Garner returned to the big screen. He appeared alongside Julie Andrews in the Oscar-winning Victor Victoria, 1982, and was nominated for an Oscar himself for Murphy's Romance, 1985, in which he starred opposite Sally Field. Garner also acted in several television movies, racking up awards nominations and winning a Best Actor Golden Globe for Decoration Day, 1990. In 1990, Garner received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Despite this success, the decade also presented major challenges. Garner underwent quintuple bypass heart surgery around the same time. James Garner continued his acting career well into the 2000s, signing for a major role on the ABC sitcom Eight Simple Rules after the untimely death of its original male lead, John Ritter. Garner took a supporting role in the film Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, 2002, and played a husband whose wife is sick with Alzheimer's in 2004's The Notebook. That same year, Garner was nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Best Supporting Actor Award, and awarded the SAG Life Achievement Award. According to SAG President Melissa Gilbert, Garner is a man who has served his peers, his community and his country with integrity and quiet generosity. He epitomizes class, style, wit, and depth. He serves as a role model for all of America's actors. Garner's career has been one of the longest in Hollywood, and his marriage has lasted nearly as long. 
Garner married Lois Clark on August 17, 1956. The pair met at a rally for presidential candidate Adlai Stevenson. The couple had only known each other a few weeks before tying the knot. Garner adopted Clark's daughter from her previous marriage, a then nine-year-old named Kimberly. Garner and Clark also have a daughter of their own, Greta, known as Gigi, born in 1958. Despite suffering a stroke in 2008, James Garner remained relatively healthy and remained one of the most liked and best respected actors in the history of television. Perhaps his success has had something to do with his insistence on viewing acting as a job, rather than pursuing celebrity for its own sake. He nearly declined the SAG Life Achievement Award, making the excuse that he disliked public speaking, it scares the devil out of me. When he finally accepted, he said of his speech, well, this will be shorter than others. True of his speech, perhaps, but, fortunately for fans, certainly not true of his career. Garner died on July 19, 2014 at the age of 86. Television. Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter Jim Egan, 2003-05 First Monday Chief Justice Thomas Branken, 2002 God, The Devil and Bob God, 2000 Chicago Hope Hugh Miller, 2000 Man of the People Councilman Jim Doyle, 1991 Brett Maverick Brett Maverick, 1981-82 The Rockford Files Jim Rockford, 1974-80 Nichols Nichols, 1971-72 Maverick Brett Maverick, 1957-60. Filmography as actor. Battle for Terra, September 8, 2007, as Doron, Voice the Ultimate Gift, October 20, 2006 The Notebook, May 20, 2004, as Duke. The Land Before Time X, The Great Long Neck Migration, December 2, 2003, Voice Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, June 3, 2002, as Shep Walker. Roughing It, March 16, 2002 Atlantis, The Lost Empire, June 3, 2001, Voice The Last Debate, November 5, 2000 Space Cowboys, August 1, 2000, as Tank Sullivan. One Special Night, November 28, 1999 Legalese, October 4, 1998 Twilight, March 6, 1998, as Raymond Hope. Dead Silence, January 11, 1997 My Fellow Americans, December 20, 1996, as Matt Douglas. Streets of Laredo, November 12, 1995 Maverick, May 20, 1994, as Zane Cooper. Breathing Lessons, February 6, 1994 Barbarians at the Gate, March 20, 1993 Fire in the Sky, March 12, 1993, as Frank Waters. The Distinguished Gentleman, December 4, 1992, as Jeff Johnson. Decoration Day, December 2, 1990 My Name is Bill W. April 30, 1989 Sunset, April 29, 1988, as Wyatt Earp. Murphy's Romance, December 25, 1985, as Murphy Jones. Hard Sounds, September 30, 1984 Tank, March 16, 1984 Victor slash Victoria, March 16, 1982, as King Marshawn. The Fan, May 15, 1981 Health, September 12, 1980 The Castaway Cowboy, August 1, 1974 One Little Indian, June 20, 1973 They Only Kill Their Masters, November 22, 1972 Skin Game, September 30, 1971, as Quincy. Support Your Local Gunfighter, May 26, 1971, as Latigo. A Man Called Sledge, October 30, 1970, as Luther Sledge. Marlowe, October 22, 1969 Support Your Local Sheriff, March 26, 1969, as Jason. The Pink Jungle, September 16, 1968 How Sweet It Is. August 21, 1968 Hour of the Gun, November 1, 1967, as Wyatt Earp. Grand Prix, December 21, 1966, as Pete Aaron. 
Mr. Budwing, July 15, 1966, as Mr. Budwing. Duel at Diablo, June 15, 1966, as Jess Remsburg. A Man Could Get Killed, March 25, 1966, as William Beddoes. The Art of Love, June 30, 1965, 36 hours, January 28, 1965, as Major Jefferson Pike. The Americanization of Emily, October 27, 1964, as Lieutenant Commander Charles E. Madison. Move Over, Garling, December 19, 1963, as Nicholas Arden. The Wheeler Dealers, November 14, 1963, as Henry Tyrone. The Thrill of It All, July 17, 1963, as Dr. Gerald Boyer. The Great Escape, July 4, 1963, as Henley. Boys' Night Out, June 21, 1962, as Fred Williams. The Children's Hour, December 19, 1961, as Dr. Joe Cardin. Cash McCall, January 27, 1960, as Cash McCall. Up Periscope, March 4, 1959, as Ken Braden. Darby's Rangers, February 12, 1958, as William Darby. Sayonara, December 5, 1957, as Captain Bailey. Shootout at Medicine Bend, May 4, 1957, as John Maitland. The Girl He Left Behind, October 26, 1956, as Preston. Toward the Unknown, September 27, 1956, as Major Joe Craven.